Hello and welcome to the Homeless Vagabond Experience with your host Hydro Vlogs. Okay, so really quickly right now, I am Hydro from the future, about a month in the future. So I've recorded the first segment of this podcast about a month ago. I never got around to finishing it up. I thought about scrapping it, but then I thought, no, some fun stories here. Let's uh, just go ahead and redo it. So that's what I'm doing. I'm kind of redoing it. If you're new here, this is a podcast where I talk about my life, being homeless and traveling the country. I tell stories, answer some questions, give life updates. Before I go any further, I do want to apologize for the audio quality. Unfortunately, my external microphone died. It just kind of broke, which is definitely a real shame. But I'm still going to try and just record it on my phone. Hopefully it comes out okay. With that, let's just jump right into it. So, where am I? I'm in Alpine, California. Not planning on being here, being here very long. Uh, just like a day or two, kind of rest up. You have some interesting life updates. So, if you didn't already, I kind of recorded a vlog, Walking Goat Canyon Trail. You should definitely check that out. But I kind of wanted to talk about that trail a little bit because, oh boy... I was not prepared for that trail. I don't even know if you can call it a trail. So I got onto the trail and I started hiking at night because I didn't want to hike in 110 degree weather. And it got to a point where I was literally climbing down into a valley. I was just taking like six foot drops and it was ridiculous. And I decided, okay, I need to sleep. And I'm really glad I did because I went to sleep, woke up, and after about five minutes of walking, I came to just a sheer 30-foot drop. There was absolutely no way to get down there. Well, there was a way. But that involved me kind of climbing on the side of the mountain with on top of like a lot of loose gravel, and I kind of had to slide down that loose gravel, and it was a real steep drop. I don't know how I made it without breaking my legs, but I did. And after climbing down that valley, I finally saw the train trussell bridge. I was so happy. And I get to that bridge and I get across it and I'm thinking, okay, it's flat ground from here on out. I'm so happy. And I walk through a tunnel, and I get to the end of the tunnel, and there's a giant gate right there in the tunnel. Couldn't climb over it. And sadness just washed over me. So I turned around, and I realized in order to get through that tunnel, I would have to go around that tunnel. So I had to hike around an entire mountain. I basically walked four miles in order to progress half a mile, which is ridiculous, but it was fun. I got some nice views. Also, there were some abandoned train cars I got to explore. Two of them were completely torched, like someone had lit them on fire. One of them wasn't though, and I kind of sat down and just relaxed for a little bit. But I finally got off that trail, got to the gas station nearby, and relaxed for a little bit, and Next day, I was off to the next town. Next town was Pine Valley. Which was beautiful. I love that town so much. I don't have 
a lot of good things to say about California. I'm not trying to be a downer, but the rural parts of California are pretty dope. I got to Pine Valley and I met a dude named Rocky. We just kind of sat, talked, charged my phone up with my solar panel. A couple other people came by, four-wheelers, dirt bikes, and we just talked for hours, like friends, like old friends. It was great. And then next day I set off from Pine Valley, and now I'm in Alpine. Getting here was actually ridiculous because I had two choices. Choice number one was to take the back roads, which would be like a 10-mile walk, or walk the interstate, which is completely illegal. So what I decided to do was next to the interstate was a mountain. And I just climbed over that mountain. So technically I wasn't walking on the interstate, but I was parallel with the interstate. And there wasn't like a trail or anything. It's just I made my own trail. So I got into Alpine and now I'm here just relaxing. But yeah, beach is about 50 miles away. I'll be there really, really soon. And I'm real happy about that. That said, I want to jump in the topic for today, which is dealing with the desert. Because I'm now finally out of the desert. Uh, after I got out of off the Goat Canyon Trail, the temperature just dropped. Like At the beginning of the Goat Canyon Trail, it was 110 degrees. At the end... 70 degrees, just a straight drop off of temperature. And I've learned a lot from walking the desert. And I just want to share my experience. I'm not saying this is expert advice. This is just what I found to be helpful. So first things first, this goes without saying, drink a lot of water because you will sweat out a lot of water. Before the desert, I would drink about a gallon a day. But during the or during the walk in the desert, at least a gallon and a half, sometimes two gallons a day. It's, sun is killer. The sun is killer. I do prefer it better than humid, like the humidity of swamps though. Like I think I'll take, I'll take 110 degrees in Arizona over 90 degrees in Louisiana. Humidity kills you. Next thing I wanted to talk about, uh, what to wear. So, it might seem like common sense to like wear like a short sleeve shirt, but that's a horrible idea. You're going to get sunburned so badly. Uh, I got a long sleeve shirt that's made out of polyester, wicks away all your sweat. Got it from Walmart for like $3 on clearance. It's a fisherman's shirt. So yeah, if you're going to walk in the desert, I definitely recommend a long sleeve shirt not made of cotton, made out of synthetics that'll wick away your sweat. Because if you don't, you're gonna get sunburned so bad. Even with that long sleeve shirt that had like sun protection, I still got a little bit of sunburn. I don't want to imagine what would have happened if I would have, if I would have worn a, lo- a short sleeve shirt. And on that topic, definitely wear a hat. I got a little bucket hat, like a fisherman's hat. Oh, it's a lifesaver. I also have long hair, so that kind of protects me from the sun, but you definitely want to protect your face. Because again, even though I just said I'd rather be in, you know, dry 110 degree heat than 
humidity, heat, the UV ray from the sun, it'll, it'll burn your skin really quickly. So long sleeve shirt, hat. I wore shorts. Pants might not be a bad idea. I didn't really mind my legs getting a little sunburnt. That didn't bother me that much, but if you're really sensitive to, if your skin's really sensitive, you might want to wear lightweight pants just to get that little bit of protection. Also, shade is actually really amazing. I know I keep kind of comparing it to, to Louisiana, but in somewhere like Louisiana where it's high humidity, shade does nothing because of the water and the air. Even if you're in the shade, you're still going to sweat like crazy. But in Arizona or anywhere where it's low humidity, once you get in that shade, it feels amazing. So yeah, just to recap, drink lots of water, long sleeve shirt, maybe some actual lightweight pants if you're sensitive to the sun, a hat, and shade is really good. Also, don't wear wool socks. I came into the desert wearing wool socks just because I like wool socks. And I got athlete's foot so bad. So much sweat in my feet and it just, oh, it was horrible. So after that happened the first time, I went to a Dollar General and got some like lightweight nylon socks just because I didn't want to wear cotton because I wear, I don't like cotton at all. Cotton doesn't wick away your sweat. Once it gets wet, it's wet. Yeah, nylon socks or polyester socks, any kind of synthetic socks. Just not wool socks. Don't make the mistake I did. But Arizona wasn't all desert. I mean, it is all desert. But uh, I had a fun experience. I want to kind of talk about, since we're talking about the desert and weather, some weird weather stories that happened with me. So in Arizona, it actually hailed, which is something I was not expecting at all. I was just walking alongside the railroad tracks. It's cloudy all day, so I was kind of expecting rain. I was hoping it would rain. I haven't seen rain in like five months. And I'm walking, and something just hits me on the head. And I look down, and it's just like a little pebble of hail. And I'm thinking, oh, that's not good. So I get on the side of the railroad tracks, and I pull out my poncho, and I make a little makeshift tent or makeshift shelter and... It just starts pouring down the hail. It's absolutely insane. And it lasted a good 30 minutes. So yeah, Arizona hail. And speaking of hail in Arizona, New Mexico. So I came to New Mexico from El Paso, Texas. So I'm like at the most southern part of New Mexico you can get. Three inches of snow. And I, I think it was April. Might have been March. I think it was March. Yeah, this idea that like Texas and New Mexico and Arizona is just hot all year round. No, not true at all. Three inches of snow in New Mexico. Ridiculous. I remember when that happened, I just woke up to it and I said, nope, I'm done. Done for the day. I'm not doing anything. And I went and I got some food and I sat in a storm drain. And I just didn't do anything that day. I snowed in Texas as well which was fun. 
One more little weather story I want to talk about, because I don't think I'm going to get an opportunity to talk about this ever again. I probably would. But uh, this one isn't out of the ordinary, but it was still shocking to me. So I was at Panama City Beach, Florida, and I'm sleeping behind like a Dollar General in some like wooded areas. And it's 5 a.m. and I hear sirens start to blare. And it's raining. And over like these loudspeakers, I just hear, Hurricane's about to hit. Please seek shelter. And I'm sitting there and I got my tarp set up. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I can probably just wait this out. Like it's already raining. If I pack up my tarp and everything, I'm going to get wet. I think I'll be good. And then about 10 minutes later, the wind ripped the tarp like the tent stakes that was holding my tarp down right out of the ground. I was like, oh, maybe I should find some place to go. And by this time, it's absolutely pouring rain out. So I quickly pack up everything. I throw my tarp over top of my head. And like I said, I was behind it. Our general it was only like 200 feet away from me. And I walked that dollar general and it had like a an awning over it. I got under that. And I sat there and I stared out at the rain and the water level of the parking lot just started to rise up. Inch of water on, in the parking lot, then two inches. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh, if that gets up over the curve, I'm going to have a bad, bad day. Luckily, the Dollar General employee kind of came out. She's like, if you want to come inside, you're welcome to come inside. It's like, I'm going to take you up on that offer if the water gets up onto the sidewalk. Luckily, it never did. And this hurricane ended up only lasting about an hour after that. And then it got completely sunny. So yeah, those are some fun weather stories. I got a few more, but we'll save them for a later time. Anyway, let's get into some questions real quick. So if you have any questions, you can email me at thehomelessvagabondexperience at gmail.com or you can leave a comment on YouTube video, Instagram, Twitter. If you leave a comment somewhere or mention me, I will see it, I promise. So I just got two questions here today, but I can kind of drag them out a little bit. So the first question is, do you have a tent? No, I do not have a tent. I tried to do the tent thing. I did not like it. So when I first started out on this journey, I had a hammock. And I loved that hammock so much. I love hammock camping. Just amazing. But I realized I wasn't using it very often. So when I got into Georgia, I left it with somebody. And yeah. Uh, if you're willing to set up a hammock every night, totally recommend it. It's just, for me, after walking 20 miles a day, I don't want to spend the time to set up a hammock. I just want to throw my sleeping pad out, throw my sleeping bag out, and just pass out. But a hammock is really good. It is convenient for some things. Uh, when I was in North Carolina, no, no, it was South Carolina. When I was in South Carolina, I had a big rainstorm, and the entire ground was flooded but I was able to set that hammock up and I was off the ground, it was dry. I had like a little rain fly 
put it over the hammock so I wasn't getting wet from the rain. So yeah, hammocks are very useful. I totally recommend them. As for tents, I've never liked tents. Even when I wasn't homeless and I just camped for fun. I, I didn't like tents, never liked tents. But I did buy a tent. And the reason I bought a tent was because I was in Florida. I was sleeping. I was just you know, on the ground, sleeping how I normally do. And I woke up to a snake about five feet away from me. And, you know, I wake up, I see a snake. I immediately jump up as a reflex. And he coils back. And I'm thinking, oh, no, this isn't good. I... I I know copperheads and I know rattlesnakes and I know gardener snakes and black snakes and I don't know what kind of snake this is. I'm not from Florida. I'm from West Virginia. Whatever the snake is, I don't know what it is. So I don't know if it's poisonous, aggressive, what. So, you know, long story short, I just kind of slowly stood up and backed away at the same time and he ended up slithering off. But that kind of freaked me out and so... I ended up buying a tent. Oh my goodness. I maybe used that tent three times. Same thing with a hammock. Like I just, after you walk 20 miles, you don't want to set up a tent. But yeah, I tried to use the tent thing. Even when, it, when I needed to use it because of rain and such, just, I didn't like it. So what I use instead is just a tarp. Uh, when I got to Georgia, I got a military poncho, which kind of folds out into a tarp. And it worked pretty well, but it was kind of too small for me. It was 7 by 5, I think, which is long enough, but, you know, I stretch out. I'm only 5 foot 7, but after I, like, stretch out, and if there's wind while it's raining, that rain's going to hit me because it's going sideways, and yeah. So I upgraded to an 8 by 6 tarp. I still have my poncho, but I also have an 8 by 6 regular tarp. And I absolutely love that. I've got a single trekking pole with me, and I can just set a corner on the trekking pole, uh, tie it down, or stake it down to the ground, stake the other three corners down the ground. Easy shelter. Or, you know, I carry paracord with me, tie the paracord to two opposite trees, lay it over, lay the tarp over the paracord, and stake it down like that, and, you know gives me a nice little tent so yeah I'll never buy a tent again maybe a hammock I'm actually debating on getting a hammock because I'm going to be walking the American Discovery Trail and there's going to be a lot of woodlands around and I kind of want a hammock I do kind of miss my hammock but I'm going to get an ultralight one if I do decide to get a hammock so yeah hope that answers your question that does I don't use a tent don't use a hammock anymore I just set up a tarp shelter a tarp shelter and then the only thing I really got to worry about is bugs but I've learned to just live with the bugs they're my friends except for the fire ants I don't know if they're actually fire ants but they're ants that bite and they're annoying I've had to deal with those but eh, it is what it is all right next and final question what do you do if you get wet and it's cold out so this has happened to me multiple times because I'm horrible at not getting wet when it rains. I don't know. I I will do everything in my power to not get wet, but I will get wet. But this reminds me of a story. 
and uh, I'm just going to briefly tell the story. But I was in South Carolina. I believe it was South Carolina. It was Christmas Eve, and my weather app said it wasn't going to start raining until 10 p.m. And I thought to myself, okay, there's a bridge coming up. I can get there before 10 p.m. Everything's going to be good. 7 p.m. rolls around, and it is pouring down rain. And I don't have my poncho at this time. This is before I bought it. I just have, like, a hoodie. And I'm soaking wet. And I'm still miles away from this bridge. And finally, it's, and it's like I said, it's Christmas Eve. It's December 24th. And I checked the weather beforehand, you know. The high was, like, 40 degrees. But the low was, like, 24 degrees. So I finally get to the bridge. And I'm soaking wet. And it's supposed to get down to 24 degrees. Now, luckily, I had a really bad experience before this involving cold weather, and I bought a SOL bivy. It's one of those emergency bivvies. It's got, like, the reflective mylar on it. And I still had my 30-degree sleeping bag, and it mostly stayed dry. It was a little wet on the outside, but the inside was pretty dry. And... I literally got completely naked and get, to get my wet clothes off and got in my sleeping bag, got in my bivy and shivered all night long. And the next day was Christmas and the high was 32 degrees. And I remember, but, but it was sunny. So it was 32 degrees, but it was sunny. And as you probably know, 32 degrees in the sun is vastly different than just 32 degrees on a cloudy day or at night. So I put on a pair of shorts. I had a dry pair of shorts in my backpack. I put on a pair of shorts and I grabbed everything. I got out from under that bridge. I threw everything into the grass in front of the sun, including my sleeping bag. And I got on my sleeping bag while it was in the sun baking and everything else was in the sun, dry off. And for the like entire Christmas, I just laid in the sun. 32 degrees until about it was like 4 p.m. or something I got up and I started walking to the next town because I thought maybe something's open and I can get food nothing was open so I just walked there it was a Napa Autos parts though that had an outlet so I charged my phone up for a little bit streets were dead as you'd expect Christmas day I found a spot to sleep I slept, woke up next day, went to the gas station, got some food, continued down. What was the question? Oh, yeah, what do you do if it's uh, cold and you get wet? Uh, always keep a dry pair of clothes. It's the number one thing to do. Uh, fire helps really well. I couldn't make a fire at that point. I didn't have my alcohol stove at the time, and all the wood around me was wet. why I always keep an alcohol stove now, because... Even if all of the wood is wet, I've got a way to make a fire and get warm and dry and all that stuff. Also, those Mylar emergency bivvies, they can be lifesavers. So I'd really recommend, even if you're going camping for just a weekend, to take one. They weigh nothing, take up no space. Yeah, they're really nice. Other than that, the best advice is uh, just don't get wet. 
I know it's coming for me. And I, like I said, I always get wet, no matter how hard I try not to. But that's the best advice. That, fire, and the emergency bivy. And an extra set of clothes. And that's going to do it for the questions. Remember, if you have a question, you can send it in at thehomelessvagabondexperience at gmail.com. Leave it in a comment. Mention me on Instagram or Twitter or any of those social medias. I will find and read the mention or comment or whatnot. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. So next video is going to be montage of the entire journey of me finally making it to California, making it to the beach. Then I'm going to do kind of a special podcast episode talking about my future plans. I kind of mentioned it in this podcast. I'm going to be walking the American Discovery Trail. Go into way more detail in the next episode. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed. I hope the audio quality is good. Hopefully I'll get another microphone soon. I really want a lapel mic so I can walk and talk. That would make these podcasts so much easier. That costs money. All right. That's going to do it. Peace out, everybody. I hope you all have a wonderful day.